Welcome to the First We Build Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and this is episode four. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, but before we get into today's topic and everything like that, um, I want to remind you all to make sure that you subscribe to this channel and hit that notification bell. Make sure you like this video as well. Share it with your people. Go down in the comment section and show some love down there or whatnot. And uh, just do it like that, man. And keep this thing going or whatnot, man. I um really been liking the way how these episodes been flowing and stuff like that. You know, it's just a good way to just seem everything we got going on with Pushing Forward Media Group and Ninth Lord Films together or whatnot. So I definitely appreciate all of y'all um, tuning in and checking everything out. All right, so um, in usual fashion or whatnot, you know, um, let me get you guys some updates or whatnot, you know. Let me go ahead and let that slide through there for those who don't know or whatnot. I'm a filmmaker and podcast producer or whatnot. And, you know, pushing forward media group, we push the culture forward. You understand what I'm saying? And when we're talking about the culture, we're talking about, you know, the, the culture, the black culture, especially in regards to spirituality and different things like that or whatnot. You know, we just we need more media. We need our media out there. So, you know, definitely we're going to we'll take it there or whatnot. But um, give you some quick updates. So, you know, um, last night we uh, did the um, Cosmic Convos um, podcast episode 14 or whatnot. Shout out to Rye, feeling better now and everything like that. So we got that together. And, you know, um, we were, um, it's it's a very important episode. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, we we gave our projections, our predictions on, you know, when this COVID situation is going to die down or whatnot. You know, will it die down? You know, definitely go and tune into that episode to find out. Or whatnot, you know. Um, some other updates as well. Um, I put that schedule out in the um, episode earlier this week. Um, so, you know, we got uh, Plant Based with Love dropping tomorrow. Um, Single Dad uh, podcast will be dropping tomorrow as well. Or whatnot. I have some scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. So, you'll see that episode tomorrow or hear that episode tomorrow on all major podcasting platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, it's on SoundCloud um, And then I'll, I'll post the visualizers on YouTube as well You know, I've discovered that, you know, you guys don't really You know, you watch them, but not really you just rather just listen to it So that's why I haven't been prioritizing those that much But, uh, you know, they'll be up there for you guys to consume And, you know, uh, pretty soon we'll be able to, um, you know, bring video You know, bring film to those podcasts So we're working on some things, working on getting a space and different things like that so it's a lot of stuff going on right now you know um but as always this is all predicated upon you guys to support and everything like that and you know definitely let us know you know if you're liking the content what what type of content you want to see different things like that definitely let us know 
know what I'm saying? Definitely let me know. Hit me up or whatnot, you know? Because we're trying to make content that, you know, um, that that is legitimately pushing the culture forward and, you know, that, you know, people want to see, people want to hear. You understand what I'm saying? So um, definitely give us your feedback or whatnot. Um, but um, to that point, you know, uh, for all the people who are tuned into the Cosmic Convos um, um, podcast, be looking out for um, Patreon episodes Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, starting this coming up Monday So you'll see those So you're going to get two of those a week um, If you're interested in um, You know getting into that Patreon Definitely um, hit up the link In the bio We're gonna, Yeah we got to Yeah the link is in the um, details down there Or whatnot. But you know again This this Patreon is partic- you know specifically for Cosmic Combos Alright um, And what else Just as usual You know We uh, got some films That's you know In the pre-production stage And stuff like that So be tuned for that Alright um, So yeah Let's move it along So You know Talk about my regimen This morning Or whatnot. You know um, You know of course Always libation Or whatnot. And then um, I got into the Lao Hu Gong again Right um, Another name for this Is uh, Tiger Shamanic Shamanic um, Qigong or whatnot. Like I said last time, it's a good form um, to do all year round. Um, but in particular, it's, it's exceptionally, um, it does exceptionally well for you, for your health, for your vitality, for your well-being in general, um, both um, both spiritual and physical or whatnot. When you do it in the springtime and you do it in the fall. Or whatnot, you know, and leverage the metaphors of the white tiger, right, which corresponds to the fall, and the dragon, which corresponds to the spring, or whatnot. And those are like your the white tiger, you know, corresponds to that long, large intestine, you know, meridian system. Um, you know, we're not talking necessarily talking about the organs themselves, but we're talking about the meridian system. Um, and I really encourage you all to. Um, Look into Chinese medicine. It's, it's a very powerful, powerful, powerful um, herbal protocol that I think everybody should be, you know, implementing in their daily, you know, routines and stuff like that, right? So that's the white tiger and the dragger. dragon in this particular form is referring to the liver and gallbladder uh, meridian systems, which corresponds to the spring. So definitely big up to that science. Um, go check that out. It's good for your your overall flexibility for your joints, you know, for your liver health, and it helps balance all your other organ systems and stuff like that in the process or whatnot. Big, you know, excellent form, excellent form. Um, and then you know, of course, I hit the gym and whatnot. You know, I've been really kind of focusing a lot on um, you know cardio and um, you know getting building my upper body strength, you know, back to where it need to be and stuff like that. Not like it's not you know. <laughs> it's not strong or anything like that, but you know, it's a level of fitness that you know I want to hold you know myself to and stuff like that. So this podcast is also helping me with this. So uh, we definitely got that in today. Got a good regimen in. Got a good workout in. Got a good sweat in or whatnot. We're feeling good, ready to take on the day. All right, and what's in my cup? Um, you know, uh, yerba mate, man. You know, this is the, this is the. You know, this is one of my favorite teas to drink or whatnot. So you'll see on this podcast, I'll probably be drinking yerba mate quite often. You understand what I'm saying? Because it just it just sets the tone right. It's excellent after you get done doing your regimen. You understand what I'm saying? And you don't need to drink a whole lot of it 
you understand what I'm saying? Uh, throughout the day or whatnot. So, you know, it's a um, great tea, man, and I really encourage you to check it out or whatnot, man. Maybe we can get, you know, get a, 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 a you know, endorsement deal, product placement deal or something like that. Then I'll put the bag up here, see if Guaki or somebody like that can hook us up or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> we grow this thing big enough, you know? All right, so yeah, you know, enough for, you know, we got all the house cleaning out the way and stuff like that. So let's get into today's topic. So, you know, today we're going to talk about why hasn't black people taken over Hollywood? Why aren't we dominating the movie business? Right. So, you know, this is a a subject that that's definitely important to me. You understand what I'm saying? Because, um, shoot, I'm, I'm 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 an independent filmmaker. Right. You know what I mean? So it's something that I look at often. You know, and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people in the movie industry and the responses and the things that I hear is quite interesting or whatnot, you know. Um, and the inspiration for this topic, outside of the fact that I am an independent filmmaker myself, um, it's just every movie that I've ever seen, <laughs> like just watching consuming movies and stuff like that, you know, especially movies that are supposedly supposed to be black movies and different things like that. It's an interesting paradigm. Right. It's a real interesting paradigm when you see, you know, just our role in the movie industry. Right. And I want to raise a, a, a real, you know, important point. And I was just really, you know, reflecting on this the other day is that do you realize that black people dominate every other entertainment sector except for film, except for the movie business? Right. I mean, just really think about it. Right. We dominate sports, even multiple sports, football, right, basketball, right, tennis. You understand what I'm saying? Big up to Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Naomi Osaka or whatnot. Um, Shoot, we even had a black person dominating golf for a time. You understand what I'm saying? Um you know, we even got a black person, I think two brothers in um, NASCAR, <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? So, like, we, we're really, we dominated sports, right? Um, music industry, right? But we haven't really dominated the movie industry. Now, there's a bunch of actors, right? But as far as, like, us actually having films and really having the financial backing to really kind of you know um put out the stories that we want to put out it's just it's not there not in the way that it should be and you would think that it would be that way um you know given the amount of time that we've been participating in the movie business right so um what's one of the reasons why right what's one of the reasons why 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 what's some of the reasons why we haven't done this yet right and you know this is not uh (laughs) you know uh you know this is not science super scientific or nothing like that like i've went i gathered all this gathered all this data and this is what i came up with it's not this type of thing this is just my observation right so feel free to you know chime in and give me your thoughts on this as well for sure but for me um I think film is the most powerful vehicle. It's the most powerful entertainment vehicle that we have, right? It changed the game. Think about it, right? 
in ancient times, everything was, you know, we had to do everything live. There's no way to record an excellent performance. There's no way to edit it. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, put all these extra graphics and different things like that to really take the story to the next level. You know, back in the day, you had to just rely on your storytelling ability and the performance of the actors to paint the picture in your head. But now you can give the person the vision that you want them to see, what you want them to have in their mind's eye. You understand what I'm saying? Film is very powerful. Right. It stimulates you both visually and sonically and beyond sensationally, emotionally. It hits all the all the points and you can rewind it. You can watch it again. You understand what I'm saying? It's it's a very unique entertainment form. Right. And, you know, traditionally. Right. Entertainment in ancient times was utilized to, you know, um, convey messages. Right. You know, nowadays we're used to looking at entertainment as, hey, this is just entertainment for entertainment's sake. We listen to songs because we like the way they sound. You understand what I'm saying? We watch movies because we like the way they feel and stuff like that. But in ancient times, um, especially in black culture, um, in indigenous culture, right? Um, our entertainment outlets, quote unquote, and it wasn't really looked at as entertainment outlets. They were really priesthood work. It was really priesthood work, right? An artist... And, you know, ancient Kemet or ancient Egypt, you know, had to be a priest to be able to create art for the rest of the civilization, for the rest of the people. Right. Because we had to make sure that those images was right. And, you know, entertainment is a vehicle that's been used to convey much deeper. You understand? Higher knowledge. And it it brings it to you in a way that is digestible. Right. So this is why entertainment is so important, right? A lot of people like to downplay entertainment, right? You know, and try to elevate other industries, which is important, right? I mean, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a civil engineer by training, right? That's like what I went to college for, you know, um, you know, that's the industry that my formal, you know, formal job you know, formalized working, you know, quote unquote, way beyond nine to five, but <laughs> however you want to call it, career, that career, that's what I, you know, do. And, um, you know, that's what I'm kind of I'm transitioning into this role um, full time. But, you know, that's the day gig, right? And stuff like that, you know? Um, and it's important. Civil engineering is the most fundamental engineering form that we have. When you talk about roads and bridges and, you know, buildings and, you know, transporting water from here to there, cleaning water, all that stuff falls under civil engineering. These are important fields, right? Um, accounting, all those different things are important. But before we had engineering in that capacity, before we had accounting, you understand what I'm saying? Before we had masonry and all of the different trade fields, we had entertainment, right? You can go to the most remote place on this earth and chill with a with a with a tribe that's never been contacted with people before. And I guarantee you they got a form of entertainment. I guarantee it. You understand what I'm saying? So it's 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 as as fundamental as our own building blocks of civilization itself. Right? So I don't I, I, I look at entertainment as a high science. You understand what I'm saying? I look at it as a high science. It's an important part of our day to day lives or whatnot. So, you know, um, when you get down to it, right, 
film has been developed to be able to be the most effective way to convey a message to a people. You know, and because it's, you know, packaged in a way to where you can replay it, you can impact so many different people. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You can you can impact so many different people in, you know, just one setting from one film. It's amazing. Music has a power like that, but film it transcends that. I mean, because with music, there is a high preference you know barrier that someone has to get through i know people who who can't stand rap i know i know a white i know a white person right i mean as just white as you can get regular regular white guy good guy you understand what i'm saying he does not like rap at all doesn't listen to rap doesn't know anything about rap but you want to tell you what he loves the wire <laughs> one of his favorite shows that's crazy you understand what I'm saying? So movies and film in general has the ability to transcend genres, transcend cultures in a way that no other art form, in my opinion, can. You know? And I think that has a, a lot to do with why black people haven't been, you know, awarded the opportunities in the film industry that they've been, you know, awarded in the music industry, you know, in the sports industry, etc. Right. So, you know, um, the thing is, is that, you know, we have made some moves in the movie movie industry. Right. We have movies. We have we've had our moments. We got our grace. You saw the cover art. I got Spike Lee on there. I got um, Tyler Perry on there. You know, regardless of what you think about any of those brothers movies, you can't deny the fact that they are power players in the movie industry. Right. You can't deny that fact. So, you know, we've been able to, you know, make those those strides. Right. But we've only gotten so far. Right. It's like to me. You know, you got cats like Bill Russell was like one of the, you know, early pioneers in, you know, professional basketball. Right. And, you know, he he was allowed to do his thing. I mean, not allowed, but he, he got his opportunity and he just dominated, right? And paved the way for the whole wave of what we see now what black people have been able to do in NBA. We've had plenty of great film directors, film producers, great actors that's come and they have not knocked down any doors for everyone else <laughs> to come in behind them. And it's not their fault. I'm not saying that they went in and they didn't look out for people behind them. It's just that, man, the guard, you understand what I'm saying? In the film industry is heavy. It's very heavy. You have to think about that. Like, dang, you know, why? Why, why, <laughs> why, why do they have the film industry in this tight grip like this? You understand what I'm saying? I think about it, you know? Or whatnot and you know i <laughs> again this is my thoughts these are my opinions it's my opinion on this and i'm sure a lot of you you know will uh be able to resonate with this right is that they want to control our story they want to control the narrative of black people in the world right you know because we like i said we have had opportunities but what type of stories do we see out there right number one we see slave movies which are not bad that's an important part of our journey 
it's not all of it but it's an important part of it so I, you know we've got the slave movies right but we don't you don't see the slave rebellion movies right you know um there's a um you know kind of a, a let a story out there about how danny glover has spent years trying to you know get you know get the funding to um you know produce a movie on the haitian revolution narrative style right couldn't get the funding that's interesting that's very interesting right and like you know uh what's yeah, like last last episode we were talking about Tariq Nasheed right you know Tariq Nasheed he um you know he got the funding to shoot his film but those are documentaries that's a very different bag I think we you know documentaries are easier to make you know so we 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 got we have a lot of representation in documentaries I think we have documentaries on practically every subject that you can think of in regards to black culture but my interest is narrative film and when i mean narrative film i'm talking about like actual storylines actors and all that stuff like like you know a typical film that you would see like the matrix or anything like something like that right we haven't been able to get into that space heavily you know and um ultimately what happens is when we're not able to really control our own art and our story you know through film right Someone else gets to control our, our image, our global image, <laughs> right? I mean, you think about it, right? You know, I had Boys in the Hood, the logo of Boys in the Hood in the title. You know, that movie went across the world, and it's an excellent movie, and definitely, you know, safe travels, you know, um, to our brother John Singleton. Excellent, excellent film producer, film director. Excellent, Right? But, you know, that movie travels the world and somebody in, you know, <laughs> Slovakia somewhere, you understand what I'm saying, sees that movie and that's what they think black people are like. And black people are like that, too. But then, you know, it just it, it robs us of our ability to tell our complete story. That's why I'm in the film business. That's why Ninth Lord Films exists. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm growing myself to be able to take you know these different subjects in my you know my particular arena a film that i want to make and try to you know take that you know to the people and different things like that and be able to impact the culture that way because i think that's the most effective way to spread a message right you know so you know they they've led us in to you know limited history right i call them limited history narrative films right and that's pretty much everything from the time that white people was became you know intimately um you know um intimately connected to us and beyond that's where our history films stop you understand what i'm saying that's where they begin right and you know we've been able to you know tell you know um tragic relationship stories right you know um we got some comedies in there comedies you know negroes is funny Right. Um, you know, romantic comedies. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of them. You understand what I'm saying? One of one, one of my actors, man, one of what not my actors. I don't own, you know, this person, but he's been in in, in, a, in two of my films. Good friend of mine. Shout out to Joe Michia. You know. And whatnot. Um, you know, he was telling me that man all the different scripts and stuff that he gets are all like romantic com uh, comedies or like you know romance films relationship type films 
you know and you know i think black people like to consume them but i don't know a whole bunch of black people that just want to sit and watch romance movies all day you know they like marvel i I know way more black marvel heads than i do you know that's just you know stuck on romantic films and stuff like that (laughs) right you know and then they're always set in you know in these in our in our normal environments nothing real different you understand what i'm saying or whatnot so these are the spaces that they've allowed us in these are the stories that they've allowed us to tell and not only does that spread the image to the rest of the world non-black people but it also tells the story of what a black person does and what black people do and what kind of history that black people are interested in to black people themselves to our kids growing up right you know this is something this is i mean to me this is a major (laughs) thing when you talk about you know liberation and what we're trying to build right we talk you know first we build right you know i think you know we definitely have to think about our images right and we have to control the image itself through cinema you know um i'm gonna continue on with this this series you know because i just wanted to kind of do a general show right now just on um you know just why why we haven't why is film the only entertainment branch that we haven't really um, dominated yet, right? Um, I'm going to be reviewing some films that's interesting, right? And these are like the collection of films that, you know, really played a major role in me jumping into film. And speaking of film, let me take a, <laughs> a quick little aside. And if you have not already, definitely make sure you go check out The Gentle or whatnot. You know, this is, you know... I mean, this is my second short film. Uh, you know, we 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 we've you know definitely you know improved from the uh, last one and stuff like that. Definitely make sure you go check that out, right? You know, um, we got more to come, and each one is going to get better and better. You know, I'm I'm the type of person. I never went to school for this thing or anything like that, but I'm just the type of person that where, you know, if I gotta learn something, I gotta jump in there. I got to jump in the fire and get burnt a little bit and, and make it. So that's what, you know, this whole journey has been like or whatnot, you know. And this is the trailer playing in the background of The Gentle. It's a great story and it's real, real, real on topic in regards to what we're doing with Ninth Lord Films or whatnot, indeed. So, um, you know, there's a couple of films out there that really inspired me to start doing film but inspired me in the reverse way it's not like i saw that and i was like yeah i want to do something just like that it was like oh no i gotta (laughs) i gotta put my hat in the ring here you know and you'll and just in general you know whatever it is that you're looking at and what you're doing you'll be surprised at how many people are not tuned in to what you're thinking what you're doing how many people have not thought of what you are thinking about i'm serious you'll be surprised or whatnot you know but you know in that vein i'm gonna talk about one particular film let me bring up a couple um or just one in general right now actually that um <laughs> it, it, it's a like a um it's a it's a mainstay here in my house right so you know my um daughter you know she you know shout out to her big up to her very bright young ancestor or whatnot um she loves the movie the princess and the frog the disney one the one what they made with the um you know with the black main character right 
you know um and this this movie i'm bringing this one up because it hits all the points of what i'm talking about in regards of why it's so important for us to really control our image right so you know if you haven't seen it before go check it out it's actually a good movie but it's a way that hollywood tends to do when they try to make a movie for black people right and try to get some black people involved it, 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 it's interesting how it comes out right so you know in the princess and the frog basically this is an old story you understand what i'm saying where you have a princess who's kind of um you know poor or whatever and you know she um you know kisses a frog and turns into a frog and then it's a journey on them trying to turn back into um people or whatnot and you know the, the, the frog is actually the frog that she kissed is actually a prince you understand what i'm saying that had a curse put on him and turned him into a frog and you know she you know ends up kissing the frog you know and turns into a frog they go on this whole journey and then you know they end up um getting the curse lifted and you know get married and you know live happily ever after right that's the basic story on it but this one you know kind of nuanced it to try to fit a little bit of what you know um little bit of what we may see in black culture right you know so it takes place in new orleans right um and you know <laughs> the, the 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 one issue i have in a lot of movies especially disney is that whenever they have a black character a lot of times they don't promote they don't have an actual black relationship in there right and i mean that both you know relationship partners be black i just it, it's not common right and in this one is the same way right so you have a black girl who eventually falls in quote unquote falls in love with this um this prince from this um place called maldonia or whatnot and he's like i don't know what he is he's like italian he's you know what i mean he's like some ambiguous person right and then every black man in the movie it's something up with them right so like her father was strong dude you understand what i'm saying strong solid guy you understand what i mean but he dies early all right so you don't get to see him <laughs> that a strong black figure carry through the movie right and then the rest of the black figures in the movie are either haters or villains <laughs> right you know and even you know going into the villain the villain is a juju man right they call him the shadow man right voodoo man right he's the villain okay and he's the one who cast the spell on the frog on the prince to turn him into a frog and he's like the person that's trying to you know ruin everything that the princess is trying to accomplish in this whole film right so there you go demonizing african spirituality right now they do have the contrast of african spirituality in there that helps them get out of it right but they still present it in a way that's very impractical like the woman is like blind she don't know what she's doing she like bumbling through the forest around and stuff like that and you know she got some wisdom and stuff you know but they they don't present them as refined you know as a refined priest from a, a very respectable spiritual practice it's like some just backwoods type of thing where you know you know and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not a big fan of that right because you know when you compare it to you know disney movies that they made from some other cultures they don't really you know um they don't present it that way right um for example moana my daughter likes moana too 
Now, I've heard some um, I, uh, Pacific Islanders say they have some problems with uh, Moana, but their problems are a little different than what I'm saying about with like Princess and the Frog and different things like that or whatnot. But, um, you know, Moana, you know, they, they, they present their culture in a respectable way, right? It ain't no hocus, you know, like no, you know, just some old folk tales or nothing like that. They present it very respectfully, right? You know, they got, you know, respectable leadership, you understand what I'm saying? You know, good, you know, it's a nice, you know, budding community that they presented. They don't present our stuff that way, right? Like, again, you know, the, the voodoo man, the juju man is the villain here, right? And the savior is his back, you know, back swamp, you know, um, juju priestess that, you know, that that happens to know the magic to, to lift the spell, right? It's cool, but, you know, that's not really our story all the way. You know, and then another one, Coco. Excellent. Coco is a great movie. Touch on a very deep subject of, you know, the afterlife and ancestors. And you watch that movie and they really presented that that whole subject and, and you know, the whole concept of the, you know, the, uh, the Day of the Dead or whatnot. You know, very um, important holiday in uh, Mexican culture. And they, they, they presented it with such a high, you know, with a high level of respect, right? To where you walk away and be like, yeah, I understand that practice now. It makes sense to me. I respect that. You understand what I mean? But when it comes to us, it's never that way. People didn't walk away watching The Princess and the Frog and be like, you know what? I want to I want to know more about voodoo. And they still left with like, oh, no, I ain't touching that stuff. You know? So, but this is our image. It's important. This is our image. You know, or whatnot. You know, this, this, I, I remember, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of, you know, I do some industry networking and stuff like that, right? And I've gotten some good feedback on my stuff from different Hollywood, you know, um, industry people, writers, some execs and different things like that. You know, um, you know, when they hear me talk about the concept of bringing African spirituality into film outside of the horror genre, they look like, oh, snaps, I didn't know that you can do that. <laughs> you know, they look surprised. They sound surprised when I say this, when they see when they see the gentle and they're like, wow, I never I never seen that take on African spirituality before because they just assume that that's just a, an accepted truth that this is scary business. And we can't stand for that. We can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? Or whatnot. You know, these are all the things that we experience when we don't, you know, um, dominate, um, in my opinion, the most powerful form of entertainment out there. Film, cinema. Right? Now, um, I don't want to sit here and complain the whole time because I don't, that's not my style. Right? So what do I think needs to happen? You know, um, there you know recently you know we saw hbo decided not to continue with the series um lovecraft country excellent series filmed great great response people loved it and they just they didn't continue it meanwhile they have series that don't perform nowhere near on the level as a lovecraft country and they get continued so to me, we have to get to the point to where we are really greenlighting our own films. And I'm, I'm practicing what I'm you know, preaching right here. Right. You know, I film everything out of my pocket. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm really thinking about doing some crowdfunding stuff. You understand what I'm saying as well to really expedite what, you know, what we got going on. But 
I film everything out of my pocket. And, you know, the way is if you can fund it, then you can control it. And this is not new. We all know this. People have been preaching this. But, I mean, we got to get serious on both ends, right? From the creator, right? And to the, the consumer, right? So when you see people out there that's, like, heading in the right direction, they might not have everything together yet. But you see where they're at, support them. Because that's the only way that we're going to be able to control our image. And like I said, when we talk about film, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's an expensive craft, right? It's gotten relatively cheaper over the years, but it's still an expensive craft, right? So, you know, filmmakers need a lot of assistance, you know? So, like, I mean, if you like movies, you want to see those images, you want to see those type of movies come out, man, make sure you definitely support that, man. Support other black filmmakers and stuff like that. You know, because what happens is, you know, when you get into that Hollywood system, someone else is paying for it and they're going to want you to produce it how they want you to produce it. Sometimes they might let you go a little bit, but it's still interesting. I mean, I've seen Jordan Peele get away with a lot. He's another one, man. I'm going to drop a bomb for Jordan Peele. You understand what I'm saying? Because he, I mean, he pushes the craft on a different level. But the only drawback with him to me is that it's still horror. And that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with horror films. I just want to take our stuff outside of that you know you know i, I you know i want the i want the you know uh <laughs> i'm not even gonna drop it you know yeah i'm gonna say it, the game of thrones you know ancient african version you know you know that's what we're trying to do or whatnot you know but shoot you know uh this is our thursday episode of first we build um you know make sure you shoot up in the comments you know, um, drop your drop your you know your favorite films and different things like that, and some stuff you want me to touch on in regards to this topic. Like I said, I just wanted to get general today, or whatnot. But I will be probably doing. I spent a whole show reviewing a particular movie, and we break it down, especially a lot of those um, '70s and '80s, you know, uh, voodoo movies and stuff like that. You know, where they go in Haiti, like the Serpent in the Rainbow movies, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a lot of critique for them. You understand what I'm saying? Not from the craft, but the message or whatnot. So once again, thank you all for tuning in. This is First We Build, the podcast, episode four. And we will be back next week, next Tuesday with another great episode. Make sure you like and subscribe. Share this with your people, your family. And we're out. Peace.